last pod together, <laughs> Anthony, which was five months. No, we did one. It just didn't record. Did one. Oh, that's right. Basically, the chronicles of Anthony. Then this podcast, you've become the main attraction, mate. You you gave us a good excuse to get back together and actually do one. Nice. Let's get the band back together because the Foo Fighters can't. That's true, mate. <laughs> um, have you? <laughs> that's cruel. Have you? <laughs> have you got your tour dates um, available? Because your website wasn't loading them up. Uh, yeah. Don't worry about my website. Needs a lot of fixing. Um, but yes, the Perth Comedy Festival is on the 6th and the 7th. Yeah, don't worry about it now. I'll, 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 I'll tell you to, to tell us. Okay, yeah, yeah, probably. So, yeah. Oh, All right. All right. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have you guys bought the tickets yet? Yeah. You've got to get the tickets. No, we're going to get yeah. tickets. We'll bring the Mujeris, I think. Redo- I'm doing the Friday. <laughs> Mujeris. First, first night. First night, bang, bang. Bang, bang. Big night. So have, we started record- have we started recording yet? Is my awesome Foo Fighters joke not going to be in the podcast? We haven't, we haven't done started the official podcast. Use it as a soundbite, the, the Foo Fighters joke. It's time. I'll put it as an outtake. Yeah, nice. Actually, the Men in Black's probably pretty um pretty appropriate for the whole Will Smith week too. That's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, that's actually not a bad one. So Men in Black 4. Don't get me started. Just a quick rundown, things to, that I thought we'd talk about. Obviously, Oscars, because that was just fucking hilarious. Um, and the whole, you know, Chris Rock comedian angle. Yep. Your tour dates and you know a little bit about your your comedy tour. Uh, obviously, the great uh, Azuri result. Mm-hmm. We've got Shane Warne Memorial happening today. I don't know if you're into cricket at all, Anthony. Not um, remotely, but I'll talk about anything. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll just we'll just go and jump around to a bunch of different um, topics, and I'm sure it'll be interesting. Just like last time. Ready? Go, mate. Let's do it. Do it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Chronicles on the Fly podcast. We haven't seen you for a little while, but uh, we got the band back together. <laughs> it's uh, Simon here with Mel, Dom, and again, our special guest, Anthony Lacascio. Hey, going, lads? Welcome, mate. Where are you coming in from, Anthony? Are you at home or? I'm at home, yep. I am, but I've been relegated to the bedroom because my girlfriend is on a work call in the living room. Right. Now, you're, uh, are you currently on your Australian comedy tour at the moment? Yep. Technically in smack bang in the middle of it, but I am home in Sydney for a week and a half in between Adelaide and Melbourne. So I go to Melbourne next week. Awesome. Awesome. How, uh, how's the tour been so far? It's been good. It's been good. I, uh, I've only done Adelaide so far, um, was there for a week, did six shows. Uh, they sold pretty well, all in all. You didn't uh, get slapped? Work. Did not get slapped this time, but uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I haven't- He hasn't been to Perth yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't been to Perth yet. Uh, I, hear, I hear I have a lot of very upset people there. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's been good. Very good. Brilliant. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to, uh, to you coming over because uh, Dom's getting tickets for us all apparently. <laughs> uh, of course I am. That's, that's what I do, isn't it? Dom's the man. Third time's the charm, guys. I've had Perth shows the last two years in a row and they've been cancelled two years in a row. So I've still got the Qantas credit. I've still got the same (laughs) Qantas credit from 2020. I'm just using that. The same hotel booking and everything. (laughs) Yeah, straight up. It's it's crazy. Yeah, so we're we're looking forward to coming along and uh, see if you can make us laugh. I'm sure you will. By the way, tell us uh, when you will be here for um, your Perth dates. So I arrive on the 3rd of May and I'm doing a few of the Perth Comedy Festival galas throughout the week. 3rd of May is a, is a Tuesday. And then my show is going to be on the 7th and the 6th uh, of May at the Regal Theatre in Subiaco. Is that how you say that suburb? That's it, Subiaco. Nailed it. And I think around 7, 7.30, something like that. And the show is called Don't Call Me a Wog. <laughs> we won't. Sounds good. All right, so you're going to be here for, what, about four or so days? Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there Tuesday to Sunday. Okay, almost a week. All right, beautiful. We'll have time for a beer, you reckon? Or three? We'll definitely have time for a beer. Maybe we'll four. Definitely have time for a beer. <laughs> and maybe even a, a live podcast. We'll go down to the studio and, um, and do a yeah, podcast. That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be great. We'll have an and Coke as well for your Greek half. That would be great, gentlemen. I'll, I'll, I'll have anything. 
somewhere. Yeah. Some grappa that's been issued to yeah, it. Yeah, got some grappa lying around. Definitely somewhere. above percentage requirements. It's almost petrol, <laughs> I think, at this point. Battery acid. Yeah. <laughs> um, our listeners might be aware from last time, I'm sure, if they heard the podcast, that you also have your own podcast, the Kevin Lasagna Appreciation Podcast, and you were telling me a week or two back that you might be making some changes. What's happening there? Uh, I can't reveal anything just yet, but I have something in the pipeline, uh, which is why the Kevin Lasagna Appreciation Podcast has been on a brief hiatus for a couple of weeks. Um, that and it's a bit hard to do when I'm touring. I've got to say, my, probably one of my favorite episodes was the one with the Fabio Quagarella. Oh, that was amazing. Amazing story. Oh, what a story. What a story. What a story. Yeah. I had That's no crazy. idea. I was just mentioning it. I was mentioning it to Melo before. I was like, man, that, that podcast was awesome. I actually had stopped. I stopped at work and I parked. And it was like seven minutes left. And I was like, nah, I'll just rock up to work late because I got to hear the last seven minutes. It was awesome. It was awesome such a podcast. wicked podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's um it's just an insane story what this guy had to go through. He was one of my favorite players in the early 2010s. Yeah. And crazy, crazy backstory. Definitely. I also I like the uh the one that uh, you were talking about, Kaiser as well. The uh non-professional professional footballer who <laughs> so was, went through a whole career of uh, not playing but uh, getting paid from different clubs yeah hilarious what a guy. just a bullshit artist the, the <laughs> yeah. honestly the australian dream getting paid for nothing <laughs> he was brazilian right yeah. yeah yeah he was brazilian i haven't been haven't been able to find the documentary about him though uh, i think it's on amazon but i'll Is it? yeah I'll, I'll have to check uh, what was the game where the team lost 130 Seven nil or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was. It was in the um, Madagascan or the That's Mauritian right, yeah, Madagascan league, league yeah. and they they protested a result in the previous game by having their team score like 130 own goals or something. <laughs> and somehow, they, somehow they just let they just let it go. They just yeah, they let the farce continue. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm trying to find that on YouTube. I'm going to look for it actually. Yeah, probably the only game in history that the winning team hasn't got a touch. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Classic. Speaking of letting the fast continue, did you guys watch the Oscars? Oh. <laughs> sort of I thought you were going to talk about the Azzurri there for a moment <laughs> when you said the, letting the fast continue. <laughs> no, it's the fast is over for the Azzurri. The fast yeah. is not continuing. The, it's the end of the fast. The funny thing about the, the, the whole Oscars, like down on viewers, but literally everyone saw the slap. Like, I don't think anyone watched the Oscars, but everyone has seen the slap, hands down. Yeah, it's almost like it was staged. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, there's there's that conspiracy theory going around. Where do you stand on that? 100% staged, man. I, I've, have you guys ever seen WWE? He, he, like, he ducked his chin. He maintains eye contact with, with Will Smith the whole time. He leans in with his chest. Will Smith, like, pulls his pulls his slap so he only slaps with his forearm he doesn't he doesn't engage the elbow or the shoulder and he just taps him and then and fingertips as well it's not the full palm exactly and chris rock makes no attempt to hit him back or anything it's total total theater oh, but how thrown was he uh, he was he was rocked chris rock you know what he i mean was, like he was he very was off rock. his game after that chris rock yeah so almost, almost like he's hosting an award ceremony for acting. <laughs> I don't know how I, you, I didn't think that you could fake how shaken up he was. You know what I mean? His voice was shaken. I didn't. I didn't think he. If it was staged, it, 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 they went overboard that he didn't expect. At least Chris Rock is a vastly underrated actor. He's seen um the Longest Yard. Oh, brilliant, uh, brilliant movie. Cracker. Top three Adam Sandler movies, and that's a big call. Yeah, I reckon it is too, to be honest. That's a big cool. apart, So if it's staged, apart from the Academy's extra ratings bump that they sorely needed, uh, who benefits? Chris Rock will benefit because a lot of more, more ticket sales, which I've already heard is, has happened for his, his, for his tour. Spiked. Yeah. But how does Will Smith benefit? Everybody's talking about Will Smith. Okay, but you were going to... He probably knew that he was going to win Best Actor Award. Isn't that enough of a promo for yourself? Like, who, what does he need best, out of it? Who won the Best Actor last year? Yeah, no idea. <laughs> I don't watch exactly. it. I couldn't tell you a Best so Actor be, for years. But you're going to you're going to be talking about Will Smith smacking 
Chris Rock for years. It's it's def it's def and and by the way, by the way, just for Dom, who else was in The Longest Yard? That movie. Uh well, how Goldberg, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Nash, all the wrestlers teaching Chris Rock how to take a punch properly. I I got to admit, when I saw it, my first thought was, "Oh, this is a setup." But I've as fast as the thought came to me, I dismissed it and I thought, "Nah, that that looks too real." But you've given me something to you give me something to think about. You guys want to talk about a farce? I'm. I, this is this is fresh, boys. This is this oh, is like fresh. This mate. happened. This happened 45 minutes ago. So I'm okay. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but so I actually got punched in the face on stage a few years ago. I was going to ask you about this one. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously we've seen the YouTube clip about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I put up I put up the clip a couple of in 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 light of the Chris. Uh, Chris Brown, Chris Brown, Chris Rock, <laughs> and uh, another another violent. That's close enough. Another violent. Well, he would slap. He does yep. a few slaps. Yeah, that's he? yeah, that's going yeah. a different direction, that, I think. Um, well, he would have slapped Jada. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I put this. I put this video up, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, in light of like, just so you guys know, I got Will Smith a few years ago." And yesterday, randomly, this comedian that um this comedian that I know who writes for the Newcastle Herald, who have affiliates with like the Canberra Times and a whole bunch of other publications, he was like, "Bro, can I do an interview with you?" So we did an interview, and he put this really cool article together very quickly, and this very did a very cool video where it kind of interspersed. We did a similar thing like this. We did it. We did a Zoom interview, and it interspersed my joke the Will Smith thing and the interview that we did. And it was a cool little video. And it was like, you know, um, this has happened before to comedian Anthony Lacascio, blah, 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 blah. And I was really excited about it. And I posted it all over my my um, my socials. And then earlier today, uh, a friend was like, hey, I'm clicking the link and it's not working. And I messaged the guy who wrote the article saying, hey, I think maybe they might've taken it down. Mm. And he came back to me 45 minutes ago and said, yeah, they have taken it down. Apparently my editor thought that your joke might offend some people. Jesus. So the article's gone now. What? This year I achieved a comedy milestone that my contemporaries would only dream of achieving this year. Uh, I got punched in the face on stage. This is entertainment, but the hazards are real, folks. The hazards are real. In the guy's defense, I did sort of call his girlfriend a mole. But in my defense, she was a fucking mole. It was horrible. I was, in the, I was halfway through a 10-minute set, and obviously I'm fucking crushing. And uh, I, do the, I do this old joke um, where I say that I'm so scared of men with neck tattoos that if I was out with my girlfriend at a club and a guy with a neck tattoo just smacked her in the face right in front of me, I'd probably just break up with her. <laughs> that was the joke that I did. And as soon as I say this joke, a woman in the front row is like, next, can we next you? Next, next, next. Like I was on fucking X Factor, right? <laughs> I'm like, miss, miss, settle, um, let's talk. What did you not like about that joke? She starts chanting, hashtag me too, hashtag me too, hashtag me too. I'm like, fucking seriously, what, what can I do? So I just sighed and I said to her, hey, miss, do me a favor, on your way out, check underneath your seat. Obviously, there's a horrible mole magnet underneath. <laughs> as soon as I said this, the boyfriend, who had been enjoying my setup until this point, just goes into hero mode. Not on, mate, not on! That's the footnote to this story. He was a pom, right? Probably would have come at me if I asked his girlfriend at the time, but doesn't matter. <laughs> not on, mate, not on! And he rushes the stage. Now, I saw him coming, obviously. I had the higher ground, so I gave some serious thought to kicking him in the face. <laughs> but I decided not to, because uh, you know, that's a totally different BuzzFeed headline. Uh, so instead, I just blocked. He grazed the side of my cheek, and by the time I turned around, uh, his mates had taken him out of the room. I finish the set because I'm a goddamn professional <laughs> and I leave. And as I'm leaving, there's this group of fobs in the back row who I had the nerve to think before the show, hey, these guys might be a bit of a problem. One of them grabs me and goes, hey, bro, don't worry about it. Yeah, I've got a great story now, hey? <laughs> I do. 
I hold no ill will towards the guy. In fact, I feel sorry for him. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I put him in a horrible position. Imagine if a devilishly handsome stranger with a microphone called your girlfriend a mole. You've got two options. You've got two options as far as I see it. You either punch him in the face or you probably just have to break up with her. I hold no ill will towards the guy because when I looked in his eyes before he rushed the stage, I could see the exact thought process that he was going through. <sighs> Fucking hell. Fucking hell, Karen, again. <laughs> not on, mate, not on! Did I get, who gets offended by that? So the, the idea is that I'm a coward. The idea is not that I'm condoning violence or anything. Exactly. So you're, in, in their opinion, you're being offensive to your girlfriend or guys with neck tattoos? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's a good point. Pretty, that's pretty funny, Simon. I'm, I might have to do something like that. That's, that's where we're not being woke enough. No, well, maybe you offended Chris yeah, Brown. Just insanity. But this is the world we live in. It's this wokeism bullshit. And we've talked about this many times on this podcast. You know, wokeism is just destroying the world. And it's the reason why Will Smith got up to slap the guy. It's all of this woke bullshit, you know? I didn't think that well, was such a bad joke. It wasn't like... It, it, wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't overly funny and it wasn't overly offensive. But like G.I. Jane, like she's a very powerful woman, you know what I mean? She was a, she was a Navy SEAL or Special Forces or something, so... Not a bad. It's also a reference from 25 years ago, so it's not a very good joke. Hmm. But I was more confused. I'm like, so is that they talk about um, alopecia. Isn't that just men? Isn't that just balding? Isn't that all it really is? Just a it's fancy not, name it's for not it? The, it's not male pattern baldness. It's a different thing where your hair falls out. But either way, the joke wasn't about her having alopecia. The joke was just about her haircut. I, I think I think it's I think it's not work. I think it's inverted wokeness from Will Smith. It's like, oh, I'm the chivalrous man. I'm going to defend my woman because she can't defend herself. So I'm going to go smack this guy. If anything, it's yeah, yeah. it's anti woke. But then in my situation, they tried to they tried to put me on the woke side. They tried to be like, well, we 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 don't need to set a precedent for for comedians getting attacked, and this is not not acceptable. Until they actually heard the joke that I said, and then I was overruled. Cause um, cause uh, yeah, my joke is offensive. It was a bit odd though. He was laughing beforehand. Then he saw her face and kind of did a bit of a Kanye sort of went. From That's exactly to- what happened to me, Dom. They they the boyfriend that slapped me laughed at my joke, and then he looked at his miso, and she was like, "No." And then <laughs> so it's like, it's completely no. that in that situation that the guy Will Smith or this guy that slapped you, I suppose. Uh, they're under the thumb by the girlfriend or the wife who wears the pants in the relationship and to overcompensate and try to make themselves feel and seem more macho in the eyes of their partner, they go way overboard. Yeah, straight hero mode. Or like you said, it was just straight staged where, and then that argument kind of goes out the door. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But if you look at their relationship, that Jada and Will Smith, he's an absolute cuckold, literally, in the literal sense of the word, because they have an open marriage (laughs) where she has had a, a long affair and then got caught and then the marriage becomes open and she can sleep with whoever she wants. I don't know if he does as well. But you know what I mean? Like how emasculating is that? He's castrated. And that's yeah. why he's overcompensated in the moment. Oh, a hundred percent. It was a weird reaction, I must admit. There was, there was a couple, but even so, not only the reaction to looking at her and then changing your demeanor, which I thought was a bit odd, um, even sitting back down, like up until he sat back down, I entirely thought it was a skit. Like that was the only part that I would actually query. That was, all right, maybe it's not a joke at this point, up yeah. until that point. Um, and then what I find is really odd is like, at what point can you go up and slap someone on stage and then just go sit back down? How, how is that allowed? Yeah, why haven't security removed him? <laughs> that, like, that should have been what happened. He should have been, you know, that, you know that scene in Casino where the guy disrespects the um, casino because he puts his, his boots up on the table and oh, yeah, De Niro yeah. goes, 
I want you to march him out and open the door with his head. Yeah, yeah. That's what should have happened to Will Smith. <laughs> Security should have grabbed him, picked him up, and slammed open the door with his head. Yeah. And then the next stop should have been the police station. Question but, is, if that was Mel Gibson, what would have happened? Yeah. But instead, ten minutes later, he's up there accepting award for best actor and getting applauded and fake crying. The the speech just topped it all off, mate. The if and if you actually listen to the bullshit that he said, that I want to be a vessel for love. And like, oh my god, mm. this is impossible that this is happening in reality. I was a protector for these girls. I was a protector. I had to be a protector. Shut the fuck up, bro. What do you mean protector? It's 2022. (laughs) It's art imitating life. My wife said to me this morning, she said, if anybody ever offended me and you're there, if you went and hit them, I'll be so pissed off with you because I can can handle myself. You'd be so embarrassed. Like, what are you doing, man? This isn't the the footy pitch. Also, Melo, you're um, you if Mel Gibson doesn't get invited to the Oscars anymore, it's run by Jews. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's always been the case. He was done straight after that happened. That was one of actually. If we go back to one of our first ever podcasts. We actually discussed this. It was like pretty much to the Academy, you can do whatever you want, just don't offend the Jews. That's it. This is basically <laughs> the rule because you can be Roman Polanski, you can be Woody Allen, Harvey Weinstein, you can be Harvey Weinstein, keep your award, but you make a Jewish joke, yeah. Gone. No more. Well, you're not you're not getting invited after saying no. that. That's for sure, Dom. But that's it's. But that's what's that's the rule. That seems to be the rule. Like, there's no really. Why is Roman Polanski allowed to keep his Academy Award? And then they discuss about Will Smith losing his. That makes no sense at all. He won't lose his because if 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 they were to take his award off him, then you know what will the claim will be. Racism. Yeah. And so, because that's already come up, even though it was a black man against a black man, the racism argument has already been played. the The card has already been played online, and you know that's as toxic as it comes. But imagine if if the Academy took away his Best Actor award, it would definitely be the claim: you're being racist to you know to black people. Yeah, but then the Scientologists would all come up. Everyone's and a victim. Give him a give him a give him a go because he's like quasi. What is he like quasi Scientology? He's sort of in it, but sort of not at the same time. The the whole thing just stinks of the hypocrisy of Hollywood, mate. Yep. These people think that they can tell, dictate to us, you know, on whatever their their activism of the day is, climate change or equal rights, you know, equal pay, all the bullshit that they go on about. And then this is allowed to stand, and 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 you get awarded and applauded for it. It's the question oh, is, is is Jim well, Carrey going to work again? That's what I want to know. After his uh, little outburst, did you hear his yeah, outburst? Yeah, he'll be. He, he doesn't give a shit. He'll be fine. What do you say, man? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really make too much of a difference to us because, like you said, Simon, you don't even watch it. I didn't watch it. I just saw yeah. the video for the thing. Truly, if you're somebody watching the Oscars and being influenced by what's happening and and what the messaging is then you deserve to be slapped by Will Smith too. <laughs> but, but we're the minority, Anthony. We look at it and all we do is laugh at it and critique it, right? But there are a lot of people out there who don't have the brain cells uh, that we have, as many, and they are influenced by these, these repulsive people. You know what I mean? They are influenced. They, they look up to the Kardashians. These people are just an ex- yeah, they're just more Kardashians. That's all they are. Hey, Kim Kardashian's gotten a lot of people out of jail that were falsely accused. So yeah, kudos to that. Yeah, a lot of people. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky, lucky for that big black cock that she sucked on that uh, she got, <laughs> hey, she got to the the status level now, not just the 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 wealth, but the status level that she can get people out of jail. So thank God for that. I think there's going to be a lot of editing in this episode. No, it's going straight to air, mate. Don't worry. I will admit about Kim Kardashian. She is extremely good at remaining relevant because in no point in her career was she relevant, but somehow she's always in the she's always in the paper. They're always they're always relevant in in culture and pop culture. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't get it, I don't understand it, but kudos to whoever they do it because that's it works for them. Let's guys, let's move on to um, something that is. Uh, near and dear and close to our hearts and, uh, you know, the most important topic in the world at the moment. And that's uh, our beloved Azzurri not qualifying for a second World Cup in a row. Anthony, how did you, how did you handle it, mate? Did you, uh, just to put it out there quickly, I didn't give a shit. I'm indifferent to this team now. 
I've got no, I've lost the passion for them. Uh, it'll come back eventually, but for this team, no. Uh, How do you see it? Um, I, I'm the same as you. I'm, I was actually rather desensitized to it um, to the point where I didn't even watch the match. I didn't watch oh, the wow. North Macedonia game. Yeah, I um, smart move. So a week before, I watched U of A play decently with a very, very, um, a very, very depleted side against a very underrated Villarreal team, and then sort of get sucker punched and get really ignominiously knocked out of the Champions League. And again, I was in the middle of my Adelaide Fringe Festival run, and I kind of went, okay. Whatever. And then I saw my favorite player for Juve uh, get told that he will not be playing for the club next year. Dybala. Uh, and he's sort of been kicked out uh, again ignominiously. And so when I'm sitting there on the Thursday night weighing up whether to set my alarm for 6.15 or whatever it was to get up to watch Italy North Macedonia, I said to myself, well, I'm going to wake up and see one of two outcomes. Either Italy are going to stutter to defeat North Macedonia on penalties or maybe with a fluky extra time goal and it's going to be one of the most boring games I've ever seen in my life or Italy are going to lose and I don't want to see either of those two things. And so when I woke up and saw that they did lose, I kind of just chuckled and got on with my life because like you say, well, what, are we, what have we become used to? Having said that, if you had asked me and I'll ask the three of you and I know what your answer is going to be, if you had said to me that we sacrifice winning the Euro and we have, I don't know, we may, Italy make it to the semi-final of both the Euro and the World Cup, I'm not taking that. I'm taking the Euro. Yeah, I'll take the Euro every day. No of the week. World Cup. Yep. Yeah, I'll take the Euro. Yep. Not even. Yep, easy. The Euro win meant nothing to me, <laughs> apart from apart from a statistic. You're a hard man to please, Ace. <laughs> oh, this yeah. has been a this has been a shit team <laughs> for since before the Euros, and the whole world has been sucked in by that Euro 2020 victory. To think that this is actually a good team, I spent so what the whole tournament. Euros? I didn't celebrate once. You know, I, I tell a lie. When when Chiesa scored his goal against Spain in the semi-final, I did a fist pump because it was a great goal. Chiesa is an exciting player to watch. But when Donnarumma saved the final penalty in the shootout in the final against England, I laughed and shrugged my shoulders. That's how I celebrated because they did not deserve any of that. This team sucks. So how did they win the Euros? And if they're a bad team, how did they win the Euros? They rode their luck and won two penalty shootouts. That's exactly what every tournament is, but every tournament's that. You could say that about any winner of any tournament. They do not play good football at all. Look at the players. Look at the players. They disgust me. I'll raise you one, Simon. You're going to disagree with me, right? The Italy squad is nothing without a strong Juventus. No, I absolutely agree. That is exactly They won what's 82 happened. because of Juventus. Probably 2006 won, make the same They won 2020 because of Juventus. I'm not an I'm a Roma fan, but I'm not anti Juve. Yeah. Right? I fully recognize that that historically Italy needs a strong Juventus. And I'm fully behind that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's absolutely. all it is. That's all it stems down to. Is there not enough these look, our strike, the front three, and I've been saying since the Euro, Insigne should have been nowhere near that squad. Absolutely. He was nowhere near the player he was. Immobile as well. I've, I've had these arguments with Mina and Nikki, uh, you know, when we talk before, before our, our podcast when we, our recordings, right, for Serie A Chronicles. Nikki's always been behind Immobile, and now I think she's changed her tune, finally, but it's yeah, way too no, late. No, but the thing is, Immobile has had form, like he has club form. He never translated that to the, to the Italian team. All right, fine. But he's had club form. Insigne has been rubbish. Actually rubbish. He scored seven goals and six of penalties, and he's a shit penalty taker. I'm like, why is this guy our starting and starting? But he shouldn't. He shouldn't have even been a starting player at the Euros. He didn't do anything at the Euros. Oh, he scored a beautiful goal against Belgium. Go and watch that goal and see how much they back off him. Of course, he's going to get one in ten shots on target. But look at all the other ten or twenty shots he had in that tournament. Mm-hmm. They went to the fucking corner flag or Rosette, mm-hmm. and everyone's raving about Insigne. Seriously, mate. Honestly, I, I couldn't stand that tournament. Yeah, and they missed. Oh, they missed Chiesa. That's that's obvious. 
real obvious. There were shining lights of Euro 2020. Chiesa, Spinazzola, Donnarumma was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Bonucci and Chiellini were solid at the back. Mm-hmm. Jorginho, Jorginho passed the ball sideways five metres pretty well. Um, yeah, but that's fine when you've got... The, the, the centre midfielders never shoot, never score. But but it's fine. Jorginho can pass sideways because he's got Barella and he's got Verratti there with him. That's that's fine. not football. But that football is not, not passing issue. sideways. The midfield is not an issue. This, let's 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 talk about <laughs> Italian teams in Europe. You know you want to know what the problem is with Italian teams in Europe? Why Serie A can't bloody get anywhere in Europe? Apart from not having as good players, you know, player for player against as 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 you know the other big teams. But Italian teams, except for Atalanta have still not figured out how to play European football in the modern era. Do you know how you play it? It's all-out attack. That's Champions League, Europa League football. It's all-out attack, worry about defending last. Okay? Score more goals. That's bloody an obvious cliche. Score more goals than you're going to concede. Allegri will never win the Champions League and doesn't deserve to. Which is why last year the Champions League and Europa League were won by the two most attacking teams left, Chelsea and Villarreal. <laughs> All right. There's always exceptions. Fine. But that's European football. It's all-out attack. All right. I'll disagree. It's the 30th of March, 2022. It's 6.04pm here in Sydney. I'm recording this on Riverside Chronicles on the Fly <laughs> with the boys. And this is where I said it here first. Next year, Juventus are winning the Champions League. Wow, here we go. Big take. I like it. I like all predictions. All right, well, okay. I said about two months ago, Juventus will win the Serie A this year. And I still haven't changed my mind. No. Okay, well, if they beat beat Inter this weekend, Uh, if if they beat Inter this weekend, you're going to seriously consider it. Yeah, but you know, you're not the only issue with this year. The issue with this year, all right, it's you're not seven points behind one team. You're behind three teams, and that's the problem exactly. I see. It's not one team you're chasing; you're chasing three. So you 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 have three times as many times they have to fail as one team having to fail. That's that's the reason they won't win it. Well, I haven't I haven't put any money behind it, but uh, uh, I did say it a couple months back, so I've got to hold on to it. Um, but but to be honest, I, I do want Milan to win because we need a change. We need. I'm yeah, going to win. We said it. We both said it last time I was on here, Simon. You agreed with me that Milan are going to win. Don't change your horse. So that now. was five months ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't change your horse. But having said that, I do want I do want Milan to win it. I've just I made the prediction. I changed my prediction, obviously, um, two months ago that that Juventus will, and basically just because I thought you know that'll be typical. Juventus yeah. come from nowhere and 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 snatch it. As long as Inter don't win, they're not going to win. Or Napoli. I hate Napoli. Sorry. They're, they're like into these days. Raise another question for me now that you say that, um, Anthony. So was letting Dybala the right move or the wrong move? Letting him go. Be objective. Objectively, objectively, it was the right move. Hmm. I think. Emotionally? Um, because he refused, he refused to, on the terms that they offered yeah. him, mm-hmm. uh, if he had signed, yes, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he refused to accept those terms. He wanted the big boy money, and unfortunately, his injury record and, frankly, the way he fails to carry the team in difficult circumstances against Salernitana, he'll score a goal, score two goals against Spezia, against maybe even Roma. You know, the small club. <laughs> he'll, um, <laughs> he'll he'll score. You're changing my prediction. Roma's going to win the Serie A this year. <laughs> But other other than other than um, uh, uh, an amazing tight angle free kick that I can remember against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League, or scoring two goals at Camp Nou to knock out a a faltering Barcelona a few years ago, he's never been the guy. Tottenham at Juve. Yeah. Tottenham. He played well against Tottenham, yeah. but he's never been the guy. Yeah. Even Higuain was a little bit more the guy. Ronaldo was the guy. Tevez. It's sad that he doesn't understand where he is, you know, where, where he's at in terms of, you know, quality and talent at this point of his career. He could stay at Juventus, earn less money, but you're still at Juventus. Where are you going to go? Inter's not going to, if Inter's got half a brain, they're not going to give him the money that he wants. And I don't think they need him anyway, you know. I can imagine him going to PSG and being part of the tapestry of shiny things that they have over there. Uh-huh. There's a lot of talk on Atletico on Twitter. 
Yeah, I don't see how they could fit him though. They've got like six different attacks. They need another second striker, don't they? Far out. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, Dom. What is a second striker? This this is a position that doesn't even really exist anymore in football. That's it. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And that's one of the big reasons why they, they kind of need to get rid of him because he plays a position that doesn't really exist and ends up being a black hole to the rest of the second team. Second striker, would you say Morata playing off and providing for even uh, Vlaovic, kind of like a second striker? He, he, he plays well in that role. He also fills a, a winger role. Yeah. He, he drifts out wide. He'll yeah. he'll hustle and harry out wide. Dybala doesn't. Dybala doesn't do anything. Dybala doesn't hustle and harry anywhere. Um, I think I think switching to a traditional four three three, as boring as it is to me, next year might be the go. They'll probably bring in somebody like Berardi to replace um, oh. Dybala, which is underwhelming. Classic Evo. Sell a player, buy him back. Did you see? Actually, it, Italy played. Italy played second the second game this morning in the the friendly. God knows why they even had to, and they played Raspadori and Scamacca up front. Yeah. Berardi, I think, went went back home. Mm-hmm. And who scores the goals? Raspadori gets two goals. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking yeah, I like Raspadori. Yeah, we've been saying it. We've been saying it. Pretty uh, pretty disappointing first goal. The Donnarumma there didn't go straight through his legs. I don't even, I don't even see the highlights. Yeah, I don't know. There's three minutes of high of highlights on YouTube, and that's all it's worth, to be honest. Because who cares? But well, I think the uh, the the motion, like it, it's obvious that a lot of the Italian teams are still trying to cut cut spending, and just the quality of player drops when you cut in spending. That's what's happened to Serie A at the moment. The the Spanish league's dealing with it as well. It's just the the English league is far and away outpacing all the other ones. It's just it's where the money it is. is. It's where the money is. I think the demise of Serie A is being a little bit overstated, to be honest, especially in the Champions League. Mm. Because if you consider what happened to the four clubs that that represent Italy, so Milan with Calabria, Tomori, uh, Mike Magnan, Hernandez, Benacer, Kessier, uh, Brian Diaz, Rafael Leao, Tonali, all these guys never played Champions League before in their entire lives. They get drawn in a group with Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, and Porto. Season teams. They they shit the bed. Okay. No worries. You hack it this season. Atalanta, but for a couple of late Cristiano Ronaldo goals and a Villarreal masterclass in the last game, Atalanta through to the next round as well. They played very good football in the group stage. Inter actually went down fighting against Liverpool, who are probably the best team in the world. And they did it without their best player who was suspended for both games, Barella. And Juve, well, in any previous year where away goals are effective, then the Juve game against Villarreal at home becomes an advantage to Juve because we, we drew one all mm. in Spain. So instead of Villarreal just putting everyone behind the ball, they have to come forward so and attack. a different game, yeah. If Vlaovic doesn't hit the, the crossbar... In the start, in the first half, if the keeper doesn't make a million saves, we're talking about a very different game. Mm-hmm. So, but for a couple of, you know, shit happens, luck, the Italian teams are, are doing well. So I don't think okay. I don't think there's. So then, on the other hand, we could translate that argument also to Italy, and we could say, but for Jorginho missing two penalties in two games against Switzerland in the qualifiers, but for you know a, a couple. Um, shots that were miraculously saved against Bulgaria, we wouldn't have even had to play this, you know, qualifying uh-huh. stage, uh, playoff stage to get to walk out, and we would have been comfortably there. Uh-huh. That's and- that's true. That argument holds for both. But so, in with that argument, is it not that bad for the national team at the moment? And they sh- they should be at the World Cup. Well, well, Bonucci's come out and, and, and kind of complained about it a little bit distastefully, but with, with merit. That's not that but what did he say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That there, but there are certain teams in other qualification zones that have lost four, five, six games in qualifying and are still able to make the World Cup. Italy didn't lose a single game in, in the group, but they didn't make it because they weren't first. They get put into this instant sudden death knockout thing, and with a goal in the 91st minute, they're, they're done. Peru... Peru uh, have lost like six games in qualifying, and if they beat, if Australia beat Oman, who is it? United Arab Emirates, UAE, 
then Australia will play against Peru to see who qualifies for the World Cup. Did you Australia see the, who've lost. Did you see the Peru Uruguay game in the last minute? Nah. That guy pegged it and the keeper caught it and he walked back into the goal. <laughs> and, he, and they, they said, and he was like, uh, I'm pretty sure he walked into the goal and everyone's like, Nah, I saw, I, I saw the photo after, but it was on the line. It was the ball was still on the line. It didn't go over. I saw the photo. <laughs> they from got the goal line technology. Sure. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, you know, it's just South America. It probably wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. Either there. way, whether Australia or Peru or United Arab Emirates make it, indeed, you're going to have a shitter team than Italy in the World Cup, and that's just the way the cookie my, my bo- This is what I say. I've been saying this for years. I said it to Merlo as well. The World Cup. Send 128 teams there, play knockout from round one. Just play knockout the entire time. Don't worry about this group stage shit that they do, but they play three games. Scrap that shit. Be pretty play knockout. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. It'd be a week longer. Because you the winner now plays seven games. If you started with 128 teams, the winner plays seven games. In one country or maybe in two countries? Whatever. Who cares how you do it? Just who gives a shit? They do two countries. They do the that point, now. Anyway. The point of the World Cup is that everyone can comes together and makes a shitload of money for FIFA. Thank you, my point. Concentrated area, right? Yeah. the The other problem with that rule is they end up with Brazil, which wasted a shitload of money on a World Cup, and they, everyone else is starved. It was pointless sending it to Brazil. Yes, they're a soccer country, but they can't afford to hold it. It's yeah, just those a waste of money. stadiums that they built are, are now crumbling. It's just a waste of money. All those countries is always a waste of money. So I'm like, well, if you split it, do that. Just do 128 teams. At least you'll get some upsets. How cool would it be if that was a World Cup and you had a shitty small team beat like a world power, 90-second like minute North winner? North Macedonia beat Italy. Beat Italy. 90-second minute. That's awesome. I was praying North Macedonia would beat Portugal. That would have been Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah awesome. no, I, that's, that's, so was Same. I. But it doesn't really matter because I'm not going to watch the World Cup anyway. Unless Australia's there, I might watch three games. Targeted uh, boycott. Got better, got better to do. <laughs> What's that? You got better things to do. Uh, well, if Australia's there, I'll watch their three games that they'll inevitably only have. Um, but I don't think they'll get there anyway. I really liked watching the 2018 World Cup as a total neutral. Mm-hmm. I only watched the final of that. That was it. It was fun. And and that was a fast the final because Croatia were robbed, in my opinion. But I mean, France were a better team, but... On 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 incidents during the game, Croatia were robbed. I didn't mind the eighteen World Cup. Just didn't want France to win it. I was like, ah, oh, anyone but France. Maybe the ingrained Italian in me was like, don't let it be France. And of course, yeah. we're going to be who saying, do you, who don't do let you support. Who do you who do you not so much support, but who who would you prefer to win? If you know, if well, even if Australia's going to be there, they're not going to be good enough to win it. But who would you want to win it now? Just someone that has never won it before, I suppose. Yeah, that's pretty much. Me? Yeah. Yeah, who would you pick? Serbia. Oh. <laughs> Serbia. Why Serbia? Vlahovic. Vlahovic, oh, my boy. Okay. That's, that's where every Juventino is a Serbian now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm tossing up between one of those, yeah, so the Croatia, Serbia, those sorts of guys. Why not? Give them a go. Maybe Senegal, Senegal, yeah. Senegal would be a good shout. Maybe I'll say Croatia just because they got ripped off in last in the last final. Did the Dutch nah, make it? Croatia Is it Dutch true? Yeah, they the made Dutch it. made it. Yeah. Oh, did Croatia not make it this time? Croatia made it, but they're not making it out of the group stage. Yeah, they haven't been very good. Well, Australia definitely, if they make it, won't qualify past the the group stage. No, nah. terrible. No, Mate, I watched that game against Japan, and I was like, my. God. No, I don't. I don't know any of these Australian players apart from Matt Ryan, the keeper. That's the the rest. I don't know. Is Rogic? Is Rogic been playing? No, he's injured. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. Okay, he, he didn't play the last one. Where where these players play, I just don't follow those leagues, so I don't know the and, and that includes the A League. I don't follow the A League, so I don't know the players. You're missing out on the Belgium league, Simon. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else we got, guys, to to discuss? Did you bring topics? I told you to bring some topics. I did. I did, actually, Simon. If you Play would like to line. know. If you would like to know, I have done that. That's what I'm asking you. Well, I was going to chat about Shane Warne. I know you're not a cricketer, but I think we should give a shout out to probably shout one of the great, greatest characters in Australian Ballet. history. Ballet. Yeah, very much Mate, so. I shed a tear. I, I did too. And I always maintain that I used to say, okay, anyone who was – not the greatest of blokes. I'll put this up. Have a sketchy past with things, but is universally loved. I call them, they're the Shane Warne of that, whatever they are, right? Because Shane Warne, 
basically did some pretty shady shit in his time, but there ain't one person who doesn't love Shane Warne. Honestly, as I, as I, like you think about it, he got done for cheating, he got done for drugs, he got done for match fixing, he got done for cheating on his wife. You got that? Ain't no yeah, one person Simon. that doesn't love Shane Warne. Oh, I'm telling on, you, please. Man. Yeah, can you put the, I love Shane Warne. Just Pete Report. That's not match fixing. <laughs> he did not. It's literally done for that. That's what it's called. He didn't get paid for <laughs> did it. Did he get a? Did he get a ban or was it a fine for the match fixing thing? He, man, he was never captain of Australia because of that. Yes, that's true. He was naive, but. He was not fixing any games, and I also don't believe that he took drugs on purpose. Oh, I guarantee he would have taken drugs to lose weight because that was Shane Warne. But it's still yeah, but that's what it was. It was a weight loss drug. And the, the sad part was, and the sad part was that drug within three months, while he was suspended, came off the ban list. Because all what it I mean? is a diuretic. You're proving you know my mean? point. You're all it does is make you piss. My point. You're doing exactly what people do. You're doing it right now. This is what I'm talking Easy about. Easy does it. Leave my yeah, letting you off the hook, Mel. I love Shane Warne. Right? Love Shane Warne. But you're doing, you're excusing all the behaviour because he's Shane Warne. <laughs> Mate, he's he was, I, I've always said he's the Maradona of cricket. Yeah, so there you go. There exactly. You go. Exactly. That's it. Maybe, maybe Maradona was the Shane Warne of football. Uh, and it, yeah, set war. Big call. I don't like that at all. I like it. I like it. We call it that. Well, I suppose we have to change the stadium now, eh? The Warney. One of the Warney stadiums. Well, they've changed the name of the wing, haven't they? The stand at the MCG. Is going the to be MCG the and the SCG or just the MCG, did they say? Oh, they probably did something. I think they did something at the SCG as well. That's what, pretty cool. What, what did they take the name off? Uh, it was the Ponsford stand, I think, at uh, the MCG. Oh, I, I think about it like that. Ponsford was. Maradona has the, um, has the record for being the only guy to have a stadium named after him in two different countries. Like That's a wicked honor. Like, he's got one in Argentina and then he's obviously got the San Paulo, right? Which they've now changed. Yeah, but it. one claim that he doesn't have, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh. He might. I don't know. It was Maradona. He so, might. He it, might. It, it was Maradona. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. She's got, ridiculous. Man. Yeah. Smoking. She's. Well, she's she's in her what late fifties, and she's, or maybe mid, and she's still ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Smoking. Purely, what was amazing was a was a friend of ours who posted something on on Facebook. He said, "Val Shane Warne." And the photo he put up was a photo of Shane Warne with four women. And I was like, that is the perfect encapsulation of Shane Warne. That's just the photo. That's just, and I was like, that is not to mention the, the video. That I was like, that's such a Shane Warne thing to do. But I mean, he, he will always be like, he's just, he's, he's Shane Warne. He's like, he's taken too early, unfortunately. Like, there was a couple of good stories that came about him that no one knew. Like the one Eddie Maguire said when they were in New York City. And he gave tickets to the Bangladeshi taxi driver. The guy was like blown away. You know what I mean? There's a few stories like that come out. It's like holy crap, you know? It's amazing. And he, I love it, those stories. Yeah, about you know celebrities that you know they're bigger than 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 anyone. And you know then you hear these things that they've done that they've mm-hmm. kept quiet. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. But like when he went to the Rajasthan Royals there, that that first season, amazing, amazing. You how know, they were last? How they were last? And, and they were a bunch of no nobodies and. He put a bit of hope into him, a bit of faith into him. He said, boys, you know, you know, inspired all these young guys. And look at them, they won the championship. No one gave them a chance in hell. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Anthony, you're notably, noticeably quiet there. You obviously are not into cricket in any way, shape or form, right? Well, I mean, sometimes I have, um, uh, what do you call it, insomnia. And uh, <laughs> then, I'm, then I'm very interested in cricket. Uh, it's funny you say that because you know there's there's 2020 cricket and one day cricket and I can't I got no interest in those but a test match I like. Where's the other way? And, that, and that's that's people. obviously you know it would be in your opinion the boring form, the most boring form, but that's that's the one form that I do like. If I sat for an hour, if I sat for an hour, I couldn't tell you the difference between those things. We're <laughs> <so. laughs> um, gonna talk Formula One. Formula One, Formula One, not. Nah. But um, I do accidentally go to Melbourne every year during the Formula One weekend and get slugged double for flights and accommodation <laughs> without realizing. So I am, I am affiliated. Looking forward to this season. Not going to be just Mercedes, Mercedes. So it's a good start so far. Two double podiums in a row. It's not bad for Ferrari. For Ferrari. Yeah. Far out. I don't. I don't know if you're aware of what happened last week, where there was a quasi. Well, I won't say quasi. It was a terrorist attack. Actually, happened. But it was a missile attack in in Saudi Arabia while they were racing. 
so they could see the smoke and stuff while they were on the track. And they decided to race anyway. And I'm like, Fair bump play on. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's that. They, no, you're not going to cancel. All right, then. No worries. Continue but on. But they reckon they wouldn't have been allowed to leave if they pulled up stops. Yeah. That's Sorry. A, there's a, another cricket reference for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, um, it was real suspect. But so they were kind of. So I kind of held hostage. I've, I've got this real annoyance with a lot of leagues. Like the Italian league does it where they play in Saudi Arabia for some unknown reason. The Spanish do it. They all do it. And I'm like, I don't – like obviously the money and the money is a draw card. But I'm like, you. everyone wants to make this stand about politics and about equal rights and shit. And then you just happily accept the money and stay quiet while you do it. It's, it's like, just like what's going on with Russia, Ukraine at the moment, you know? All right, they've done a bunch of these sanctions on on Russia, but how many of these countries are still, you know, taking their their oil, their gas, and you know they've still got their their deals going on, and nothing's changed. Absolutely, Abramovich has been relieved of Chelsea because his country is involved in the bombing of the Ukraine, but you don't yeah. see the Premier League trying to relieve, or indeed the. British government trying to relieve the owners of Newcastle yeah. United or Manchester City of their ownership, despite the fact that their countries have been bombing Yemen mm, for exactly. a lot longer than Ukraine. So is it? It's stupid hypocrisy. And- no, uh, it's amazing that they 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 put this stance on Abramovich now, right? Which I'm not saying they shouldn't have. Whatever, that's the case. But like three months ago or four months ago, you okayed this the Saudi Arabia deal. I was like, really? Now, so it's only just now you realise this. You didn't know this four months ago or something like that. It's all a crow. They're all hypocrites. Did Abramovich get poisoned or something? Yeah. <laughs> so he's a- actually he's actually been part of the truce or peacemaking negotiations between both sides. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be the key guy. He's yeah. passing. He's yes. passing. He's the messenger. Mm. He's passing letters from Zelensky in Ukraine to. To Putin. It's so very the, strange. So apparently the Russians, yeah, they um poisoned the negotiators and Abramovich. That they got. And I was like, wow, that's that's a ballsy move, should we say? <laughs> All right. I wonder if they meant to do it to Abramovich or if he's just collateral damage. Uh, I don't I don't think they accidentally poison people. Yeah. But have you guys been following the uh the the war over there at all? Just highlights on YouTube, yeah. man. Lowlights. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like some of the, some of the highlights on YouTube. I've been watching um, clips from Vice News. My God, that's some of the best war reporting I've ever seen. And I'm saying this about Vice, who's very, you know, left wing, but they've been like camped out with soldiers and all kinds of stuff. It's just been unbelievable to watch it. Well, it's the first real war with a lot of social media, really. Got to, got to get the content. Got to get the, got to get TikTok. TikTok isn't gonna sleep. There's a bunch of, you know, social media. You know, if there's you know bad pictures or videos that go up, a lot of it gets deleted. But if you follow certain channels on Telegram, some of the things that I've seen on there, like you know, gruesome, gruesome stuff, like uh-huh. people, it's just lots of excuses for people to go around murdering, and it's all that's on war, video. but it's mm. yeah, it's sickening. That's what it's it terrible. is. Unfortunately, we're a bit reserved. We're a bit um. We don't, I suppose, we don't really feel the impact because it's not, you know, this is the. Oh, we're feeling it at the, the Bowser, I can tell you. Yeah, that no, much. no, I get that. But we don't, I mean, we're an island on the other side of the world. <laughs> I don't know if we really understand the impact it has on people. Oh, the context, yeah. When we're here. Are we feeling it at the Bowser because of the war or are they just using this as an excuse both. to pump up the prices? Definitely both. Because do, we get, do we get our petrol directly from Russia? Isn't it ours more from the Middle East? How's this work? No, but it's supply supply and demand. So when the supply rushes, the demand's up. So there you go, pay more. So it's just that there's been a depletion of oil from the pool. Yeah. yeah. And any chance they get to raise the price? I, I, I cycle everywhere. He gets the tram. No, there's no tram here just yet, but I, I have been cycling everywhere. I've become one of those dickheads. Have you gone to an electric cycle? No. I've got to keep match fit, gentlemen. Stand-up comedy is not stand-up comedy takes a lot of stamina. You could join the crew here and just get an e-scooter. I swear they're everywhere now. They had them in Adelaide where you just like you just get the app and you type it in and you just go for a ride. Scoot your way around around Adelaide. Are they in Perth? Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere now. They're on the sides of the street. Yeah, so they're all on. So along the coast, at any point along the coast, you can pick one up and ride all the way down the coast if you wanted to. Yeah, so they just kind of started. But what about doing what about in the city? Because I don't want to pay for Ubers. Um, there is, but most people have their own. 
a lot of people just carry their own and they just jump on it off because the public transport's free in the city, so they just jump on it off. And then when you're out of the city, you um you can you ride it there. But they're everywhere now, honestly. Okay, public transport's free. Yeah, they got these buses called cat buses. You can just jump on them as long as you're within the city. Yeah, you can just get around that way. Wonderful. Way. Look for the cat, the yellow cat, the red cat, the green cat, and the blue cat. I'm so excited. We should be sponsored by Tourism WA over here, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon, eh? Hey, why are we selling this? Yeah, but there's there's no there's no cheap way to get to Rotto though, so don't listen to anyone who tells you there is, all right? You could swim. Maybe when you send maybe when you send a clip, send a clip to Tourism WA to ask a sponsorship, don't send the one where you said that um Kim Kardashian was sucking a big black cock. <laughs> I might have to do some edits. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a, um, a couple of beeps will do the do the roll. Mm. <laughs> it's true, but it's like that's where it all started. Yeah, let's be honest. Well, hey, she, we've all got to start somewhere. Well, she was actually wasn't she um, Paris Hilton's closet assistant or something? Yeah, she was Paris Hilton's uh, Paris Hilton's personal assistant. Yeah. For a little while. Mate, she was ahead of the curve when you think about it. She was doing reality shows before we knew what reality shows were. Holy she shit. Was the curve. She was, was mate. It cur- was it curved? It was curved. Yeah, that was <laughs> possibly. I didn't I didn't critique it that much. But was it Chris Pratt Dom had that joke? Yeah, but a comeback story. Your favorite comeback story. They talk about your favorite comeback story, and he goes, Oh, I'm pretty sure Kim Kardashian had a comeback story. And they go, What are you talking about? Yeah, she had a video with come on her back. <laughs> Uh, you reckon I got to make some edits? Was, yeah, that cut that one. Out. How's that one? That was that one brilliant. That was, that was funny. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he, he has a few of those. All right, um, what Simon? You know what I'll ask? I want a light-hearted one now. But oh, I was going to wrap it up. All right, Dom Curry, go on, go, go, go. No, one more light-hearted one because all I want to do is borders are now opening WA finally, finally. All right, best. All right, first, I will say, should we say first place you want to go to internationally, or where do you miss? What do you miss internationally and where would you want to go? You're asking me? I'll ask you first, Simon. Oh, obviously to Italy to follow the Serie A up and down the peninsula. <laughs> it's been a long time since I did that. I know, it's a shame, isn't it? I respect the prices to be crazy. Have you, have you booked I'd it yet? I want to go to Europe. No, I haven't booked anything. I'm not. Get on there, book it. Low cash? What are we talking? Back to Italy? Oh well, well I've been able to go anywhere for a while. That's now, true. But, um, yeah, just pretend, just pretend for our benefit. I was supposed, I was supposed to go to Japan a couple of oh, years ago, could, so I yeah. really want to. I really want to go to Japan. I think I am actually going to Greece later in the year. So that that'd Beautiful. be nice. Assuming you guys get all your cousins to buy tickets to my show, <laughs> and um, I make money in Perth, then I'll be able to afford it. So nah, we'll get it done. Step up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, and, and Italy, Italy as well, obviously. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to get back to Singapore one day. Maybe go and watch the Super Cup in Saudi Arabia or something like that. Yeah, maybe not after the comments we made here. (laughs) (laughs) You won't be allowed in. I'd I'd love to go to Malaysia. You won't won't be allowed out. You'll be held hostage. That's it. That's uh, my problem. My concern is getting back, I think, rather than getting there. Mela wants to go to Malaysia. No one asked him. Yeah. Uh, We we, we need the answer. It's fine. I want to go have a cold beer. A cold beer in Malaysia. Malaysia for GP or? For MotoGP? Or? Yeah, I'd like to go for the MotoGP, but just Malaysia. I like that place. I do I do miss getting on a plane. It's affordable. Beer's cold. I'll be going there. I'll be going sooner rather than later. My my partner is Malaysian, so we'll be going. Oh, we'll Malaysia Boulay. That's it. What does that mean? Go Malaysia. Forza Italia, same thing. Forza Italia. Are they in the World Cup? We can get behind them. Mate, they're big EPL supporters. Everywhere there, mate. EPL, EPL. Crazy over there. This is because they package their product, right? Serie A's big problem. And I don't know if you have you listened to the latest episode of Serie A Chronicles, Anthony? Uh, today's the one that came out this week, yesterday. With uh, with with um, what's his name? With Adriano with, uh, Damonte. Adriano, I'm halfway through. So some of the things that he says is very spot on about how you know the marketing and the PR that they are just so inept at. And the broadcast rights and everything. Because, like, you know, this year we had, uh, what, two, maybe three hours before the kickoff of the first match, they finally did the deal for KO and Fox and Foxtel to, to get the feed from BN. You know, it's just, it's so, it's such a balls up. And how they just don't pay attention to, you know, packaging the product for the rest of the world, you know, and then, and then you've got, 
leagues like the Bundesliga and the Premier League that just come in and 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 take over because they care about you know their their products being seen internationally and said yeah this is one of the big problems with Italian football too much bureaucracy too much red tape too many too many forms to sign nothing happens nobody wants to lift I've a finger I've been waiting for my Italian I've been waiting for my Italian passport for 3 years no one said anything about it we sent our documents off and they they've given us shit yeah. there was a guy wow. in Napoli who got busted for um, taking 35 years worth of checks from a hospital that he never worked at. <laughs> they were paying him for 35 years straight. And because it was just pure paperwork the whole time, nobody checking anything, no one doing anything, oh. they paid him for 35 years straight, a wage from a hospital. He never worked a day in his life. Yep. Did they expect him, once they found that, did they expect him to pay it back? Yeah, of course, but I don't think he will. He, he's, he's not got the money saved in his bank account. He would have been yeah, blowing that. Not under sure. the pillow. I'll tell you a story my dad told me once about working for the government in Italy, about a guy there who got a job at the post office. He tells a story. He got a job at the post office, which back then was a very, very good job. And he said all of a sudden nobody was receiving their mail. All right, whatever. The post service, no one thought anything about it. Until they'd go to the beach and saw these letters being washed up at the beach. So instead of the guy driving around posting the mail, he would take the mail and just throw it in the ocean every day. <laughs> Dad's like, I have no idea why you'd think that would work, first of all. But like, you could have burnt, you could have done so many things, but throw it's it in bury, the Throw it in the bin. Shred it, man. Well, if you throw it in the ocean, if it's meant to be, it'll find you. If it's destiny, it'll come to you. Maybe put some letters in a bottle. That's yeah, no logic exactly. to that. At all, and that's exactly it. Explains well, explains the Italian postal service, to be honest. But that explain why you're waiting three years for your passport, man. You yeah, just exactly. have to wait at the ocean. Then. But did you do it in Sydney through the consulate there, or? Yep, yep. Did it in Sydney through the consulate. Went to two different went to two different sessions at the consulate. We're told on two different occasions that we had the wrong paperwork, even though we brought the exact paperwork that they told us to bring the previous time. Classic. And yeah, just a just a schmozzle. It's such an Italian story, mate. I, I, when I did mine, it was a bit of a pain in the backside, but what did it worked it all out. What did it take us? A six months, a year to do? It was six months because you had to wait for the appointment. It was six months, then it was twelve months all up. But once I knew what I was doing, I told my mate and I said, "This is what you got to do." But before you go there, I said, "Go get this. Go get your certificate. Go get your mum's marriage certificate. Get your nonna's certificate. All this stuff. Get it all translated. Get copies." So when he went there, they said, oh, you need to do this. He goes, I've done it. You need to do this, you've done it. And it took him six weeks in the end. He got it in six weeks. That's got to be a record. I, uh, it was. I do a bit of work for the Patronato here in Perth and they've got a, a, a guy who's who comes and manages. So he lives in America and he manages Oceania, North America, South America and Africa. Uh, and so he, I asked him once. Um, so here it takes about a year to 18 months to do it. And he said they got issues in other countries. So Brazil, the current wait time is 15 years for an appointment. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Is that yep? 15 That's years. why all the Brazilians go to Italy to do it. Yeah, that's why they all fly over there and live there for a bit to get their passport. Because if you if your parents don't do it for you and you sign your name on today, it's now pushed out to about 15 years. But there's also a bit of pressure from, they'll say a bit of pressure from the European Union to stop giving out so many passports. So then like the Italians were giving out and I'm like, at the same time, you knew the rule before you entered the European Union. You knew that was the case. It's always been the case since the 80s, right? Um, but that's just what it is. So we spending 18 months here to do it is actually probably one of, if not the fastest in the world, weirdly enough. Italian bureaucracy, mate. Let's wrap it up. Anthony, before we go, just tell us again those dates that you're going to be here and also where to get the ticket. The 6th and the 7th of May, um, 2022. And it'll be at 7, 7.30 at the Regal Theatre. And if you go to the perthcomedyfestival.com and just search my name, that's where you can get tickets. Brilliant. Or you can see my Instagram and the links will be there. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate Thank your you time. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Who knows what somber Italian news we'll have to talk about by the next time I see you guys. <laughs> well, it could be that uh, AC Milan still on top. Uh, the worst would be Inter winning. That oh. would be impressive. Don't, that's devastating. Don't say that. No, no, no. After they draw nil all with Juve this weekend, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Italian masterclass. Take care, mate. All right, guys. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Do you feel <laughs> more Greek or more Italian? 
Like, how do, I, how do I want me to answer this question? How do I, how do, I do this? Like, what, what, how do I feel? Like, what do you want me to do? Go on, go on WebMD, type in my, my symptoms. Like, all right, uh, shit at soccer and I live off past glory. Tick for Greek. <laughs> but I grossly overstate the importance of my art for wider societies. Tick for Italian. I'm shit with money. Tick for Greek. But I'm not above doing some shifty shit to get money. That's tick for Italian. I'm hairy, I've got a beard, I've got eyebrows, thick as cafe toast. So tick for both. But, but, I'm never ever creepy around women. Ever, never, never creepy around women. So that's a tick for neither. WebMD diagnosis, even Steven, guys, 50-50, tick for both. Brother, call me a bugger, tell me about all these numbers on the board. Don't call me a god, or call me a pawn, or try to just fit me to your little squad. This wasn't the plan, I am...